Welcome to the MMA Geeks podcast, where Nick Rocha and myself, Stan Drive, are discussing UFC on ESPN5, Till versus Masvidal. Uh, pretty, pretty solid card overall, I think, for such uh, an event in London. Uh, we're also going to go over a little bit USPN on ES, uh, I'm sorry, UFC on ESPN4, Lewis versus Dos Santos. Which Nick, from what I understand, you didn't really catch that card. I didn't watch it. I made our made our picks, but I was in uh, I was at South by Southwest in Austin on business, and was out late uh, working that evening, in the street on Ra- on Rainy Street. I'm not going to ask you the details of what you were doing in the street working so late on a Saturday, <laughs> Nick. But I was uh, I was shaking what I got. With well, good the, for you. The Lord friend. gave me. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're taking advantage of all of your assets, Nick, and and, and it's great that it actually works out there. <laughs> Appreciate your support. <laughs> so um, it was actually it was actually a pretty darn exciting bout, uh, card overall. Nick uh, Dos Santos and Lewis um, was actually the only fight that you and I differed on in our picks, and I walked away with that one despite uh, Derek Lewis's uh, giant right hands that that worried the heck out of me a couple times. There. Congratulations on rebounding from the atrocious uh, yes defeat you suffered in the previous card. I'm By the way, the I'm... previous card was it a draw or was it a defeat? The pre- because I, I made the, a last minute, I made a last minute change that made the no, difference. The, the, but is that fair? Wait, the, I thought the previous card was the one where I went on the eight and zero run. I thought that was uh, UFC Fight Night, the, the Woodley uh, Usman uh, card. Woodley Usman card was the one where I went on the run. You you beat the, you beat me. Yeah, in the, you had a, you went eight and zero early on, and then I thought that I I thought that I tied it up. But I may be wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do the math at some point. Yeah, we'll find out. out who's got the more the most. But th- there's no victories. doubt that you have more wins because even in that case, you have four wins and I have two. Four two and one we are. Right, uh, right. in that or case, I'm four two and one. You're two four and one. Uh, exactly. Um, and, and, but you cr- you beat me pretty. I mean, you you sure you only were up by one fight this on that card? That's the only I fight that, you picked, that we differed on. Oh, we both picked Melender. We did, and we both picked Means. We did. And we both picked Rothwell. We both picked every single <laughs> other fight on this card. Uh, <laughs> we picked common. And I'll be honest with you, I was really confident in Del Santos. So I was excited when you when you said that you were picking Lewis and that one I figured this would give me a nice edge and an overall close event. You know, it was the way that Del Santos looked against Overeem, um, where I thought he would he would be susceptible to the one big shot and that Lewis usually finds a way to land once. But um, I was wrong. Lewis found a way to land twice, but Dos Santos didn't go down. Yeah, again, I think Blagoy Ivanov landed uh, a couple of shots on uh, a couple of fairly big shots um, on Dos Santos. Derek Lewis landed a couple of big shots. Tuivasa landed a couple of big shots. Uh, ben Rothwell landed a bunch of big shots. A, a bunch, a few shots. Uh, on yeah, Dos Santos. Dos Santos looked good in that fight against Ben Rothwell. He can, he can take a punch uh, if it's not Alistair Overeem or Stipe Miocic, two of the very best heavyweights of all time. He can mm. take a shot. He should be able to handle the Lewis type. And again, Lewis did. Lewis was he did give Lewis the opportunity to get him with that right hand once or twice, but outside of that, Lewis spent most of that fight bent over because of uh, a spinning back kick that the, Dos Santos landed to the belly. To the belly, uh, as he tends to do. Uh, he, he's to he's, the belly he's of probably, the beast. He's probably spent the most amount of time keeled over forward in his UFC career than any other fighter ever. When a lot. Man takes a body shot. He cannot stand I'm, up straight. He cannot hide I'm it. I'm trying to think of other guys. Cerrone. Uh, Cerrone usually uh, kind of goes down and bends his knees and kind of crunches down. Yeah. Whereas Lewis just stands there, bends over, and then if you come close to him, he will swing big, and right. then he'll bend over again back yeah. to his kind of like... You don't know, it reason. almost seems like he's playing possum. Matt, yeah. um, Matt Brown. Matt Brown's another guy who is... Who's, who's known for taking the body shots. Who's taken the... Take, he suffered under the body shots, but then fired back. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but, uh, but but Dos Santos, uh, being the more technical, the more seasoned heavyweight, did uh, did uh, did his thing, and I was glad to see him win. I'm glad he's on a three fight winning streak, and he's been around for a minute. He has, and he's you know what? He's another guy who's got like a special place in my heart. He's so goddamn nice, Nick. He is so nice, Dos Santos. Is have you ever seen him say a negative word about anything or anyone ever? No, but I always was a little bummed he divorced his his wife that lives his wife before he was the champion. I actually wasn't. Well, I don't want to judge him. Wasn't I wasn't up on on that whole thing? Is there a reason to believe that? There was serious wrongdoing on Dos Santos. No, no wrongdoing. I just thought it. I thought they were a charming couple. I hear that. I and hear then that. you know, I had the sense that and I don't mean to judge a man that once he got the title, he decided he was going to trade up. Huh. But I, I, that could be. I could be projecting onto the man. Uh, fair. I, I just feel like there's. He's given and us I no probably, reason yeah. to, to think that he's a shallow guy. He's so nice. Lots Nick. of humans are horrible. Have you ever shallow. seen an interview with Del Santos? You try and yeah. not like him. You I like try. him. I like him. I re- you try, I re- Nick. You know, I I don't root against him. Fair. Uh, um, I don't think anyone. Does. When did he, when was it? That, when did he knock out Verdum? Like twenty uh, twelve. In his UFC debut, it must have what been like, probably around twenty twelve. Let's see. We're talking earlier than that. We're talking. Oh back my in goodness! Oh my god. <sighs> That was 11 years ago. That is crazy. Uh, that was 10 and a half years ago, Nick. That's hard to believe. That is actually pretty crazy. Um, yeah, Fabricio Verdum was it was Fabricio Verdum's last fight in, in his stint in the UFC at the time, and it was uh, it was actually a short notice, if I remember correctly. Junior Del Santos debut back when he had a full head of hair. I can't. He believe went in there that was a so giant on. uppercut in a big. Look at that picture, man. He is jacked. I mean, that's an old picture. Look at the, that. Says Sanchez or Stevenson on it. So that's, true, but he, he actually looked in very good shape for his last bout too. Um, he, he he fluctuates body uh, body fat a little bit, but he's he, he's always got a, a solid block of muscle. I can't believe that Verdum fight was so long ago. Right. MMA time is weird. No doubt. Uh, we've also got Elizio, uh, Elizio Zaleski Dos Santos. Uh, two Dos Santos was scoring victories that night over Curtis Milner. He did it in the first round, Nick. He just kicked him a couple times from the outside, uh, went in for it, uh, got Milner to want to engage in response, and shot right under that, cleanly got him down, did whatever he wanted until he took the back, sank in a rear naked choke. Uh, Dos Santos is for real, man. So Dos Dos Santos. Dos Santos. That is his last name, but uh, but, but a, a lot of these places will have him listed uh, as Elizio Zaleski. Yeah, but we, there were Dos victories by Dos Santos. You are well done, sir. Dos Dos well done, Nick. You are quick on your feet today. Um, he is now Nick on a seven-fight winning streak in the UFC. A couple of notable scalps there. I mean, Lyman Good is no pushover. Sean Strickland is, is a pretty decent guy. Melander is a serious, Max is a serious prospect. You know, I, I had really enjoyed watching him fight. Uh, and he got smoked by by yeah. a much more well-rounded, much more um, seasoned. So what are the other what were the highlights of that card before we jump over to the to five to UFC plus five? Uh, worth mentioning, Nico, ESPN, Nico ESPN. Price is an opportunist, and yeah. he can land a right hand at any point in a fight and finish your night. Tim Means is a tough guy, but he was able to do it. Uh, Blagoy Ivanov walked away with a very very close uh, decision over Ben Rothwell. How big Ben look? Uh, ben looked okay. He um, it didn't look like he had as much power as usual on his punches, mm. and he was consistently getting countered by Blagoy. It seemed like Blagoy was only throwing hook counters as Ben was rushing in with straight punches big, that didn't look like they had much tank. Did Big Ben uh, threaten with any chokes or no? No, uh, didn't get the opportunity. Blagoy didn't really go for takedowns. I assume he scouted him, but also Blagoy doesn't really go for takedowns. It seems like yeah. oddly enough, considering his sambo background. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 
been able to use you again another guy with a special place in my heart yeah I'm not a very religious man so i'm not necessarily a uh big on uh big on him thanking the lord himself after every bout but uh to each their own he is a uh just a sweetheart of a guy and it was great to see him come back and choke uh armbar drew dober after dober uh looked pretty good early on he actually had an incredible setup nick he started with a kimura and allowed dober to think he was getting out and turned ah. that into an armbar. It was brilliant. It was it was unlike anything I've seen. He actually named it, and I made a made a note in my notes to to Google and watch that. And I haven't done that yet, but I will. Uh, Omar Alkmedov uh, basically did you know most of what he wanted to Demboch. Uh, Anthony Rocco Martin is continu- continuing his ascent. Tony Martin. He got a uh, oh he hates apparently being called that. Which, oh. by the way, for that reason alone, I'm willing to call him exclusively Tony Martin. If you're down, um, he beat Sergio Marais. Uh, Pretty decisive. Excuse me. He essentially controlled the entire bout and, and did what he wanted. Stung him with that right hand when he needed to. Yana Kunitskaya survived the late kind of resurgence and a broken nose uh, to, to get a well-deserved decision uh, over Marion Renau. Um, and I think the rest of the card, uh, Matt Schnell has got to get some special mention. Yeah. Matt Schnell, Matt Schnell looked like a world beater against Louis Smoka. Hmm. Uh, he was incredibly fast with the one-two, which looked like it had a lot of sting on it. Uh, and then took, uh, and then I think he, I don't know if he took him down or if he al- allowed Smoka to get a takedown and just immediately wrapped him up. Uh, did seemingly whatever he wanted in every position here. I look forward to seeing him compete again. He actually, after the fight, showed a lot of confidence and said he is the, one of the best guys in the world and he's willing to fight anyone. So um, uh, he has to be more active. I'm, I'm excited to see Matt Schnell come back uh, at 135. Nick, we've got a pretty awesome card to break down. Sorry, I had to, yeah. I had to go through that quickly. I know no, you didn't okay. see the card, but it is worth watching, Nick. You should check that one out. Um, we've got a pretty awesome, uh, pretty solid fight night card coming up. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, the main event, this is one of those fights where I got to pick with my head rather than my heart. Um, I'm a big Jorge Masvidal fan. He's a guy who's fought everybody. And he fights them well. I mean, he's he, from his strike force days um, up through, you know, his defeat of his more recent defeat of Cerrone. He's lost a lot of close fights to very, very dangerous guys. He's on the wrong side of split decision or sometimes unanimous decision, decision where I really think um, he should have he should have got it. Um, he's fought the best of the best at 155 and 170. Um, but he doesn't seem to have any respect for MMA judging or fighting to the scorecards. Um, and he doesn't have, uh, for the most part, one, one shot power. Um, so he's, he's kind of like a Diaz brother like that. He just kind of fights, he fights the way he wants to. And, um, it seems to me like he fights the way his opponents want to in other words he's happy to oblige at whatever pace yeah i think that's i think that's fair he just doesn't seem super cognizant of uh, of the scoring i agree and he's fr- i mean i am i like uh his brand of kickboxing um and the way that he mixes things up a lot more than darren till the fact is that jorge masvidal is a man who's fought at lightweight until is a natural middleweight i think and um until seems like a pretty good kickboxer, I just see him as much as I don't. I don't particularly like him. Um, I think Till's going to land uh, the heavier shots and probably be a little more frequent. 
um, than than Masvidal, who uh, you know kind of kind of uh, is very technical, but kind of picks his shots a little too much sometimes. So I think I think this is going to be a, a till a till decision um, for landings for being slightly more active for being hometown uh, perhaps. I'd love to see Masvidal try and get this to the ground. Um, I just don't think there's a, a great uh, a great chance of that. I don't know if he could. I mean, Till's a big boy. Um, but if he could get it to the ground, I think things get interesting. But I'm going to pick Till by decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I couldn't agree more with almost, every, I think, every aspect of your breakdown. Um, Masvidal, he's too deliberate. He he takes his time and he's not cognizant enough of the scoring to your point. Um, his inactivity is what concerns me. I actually think he is the better fighter in every department here. I me think too. he's the better striker. I think he's maybe the best wrestler, maybe including Tyron Woodley, uh, that uh, Darren Till has faced thus far. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's got an, a pretty solid ground game on top of it. I don't know that he's going to push that pedal enough to really use those uh, sharper tools to his benefit. Um, Till is the bigger man. Um, He he looked pretty decent against Stephen Thompson, and Masvidal didn't. Um, Stephen Thompson doesn't necessarily, he doesn't always beat guys up quite the way that he beat Masvidal. That was a little bit surprising and disappointing to me, Um, which kind of makes me think that maybe Masvidal is on a bit of a decline. And that's not he's a great. Got, I mean, he's got in. some mileage. Dude's thirty-two and thirteen. Certainly, and and he's been fighting since I think he was eighteen years old. Uh, if we're talking about just on the streets, and since two thousand thirteen, which His I'm not sure what age he fight is, is, that is sixteen years ago. Right. Uh, he's he's been doing this forever. Um, the man is only thirty-four years old. Until so, like twenty-six. Yeah, Till's a young guy, and Till's got a solid bit of experience. He's beaten Stephen Thompson in a competitive decision. Whoever you think won that decision, yeah. he had a competitive decision. He knocked with out Stephen Cerrone Thompson. in a round. Knocked out Cerrone. Uh, granted, he caught him early, knocked him the heck out. And and a couple of his other wins have actually looked better uh, since he got them. Uh, guys like uh, Bojan Vilikovic, uh, I believe, has looked pretty decent since he lost to Till. I'm going to give Till the edge here, although if Masvidal wants to fight and wants to win and, and, and has the right uh, game planning for this bout, he should be able to win it. I'll be rooting for Masvidal as as I'll be rooting for Masvidal you, too. But I'm picking Till. Um, how about Gunnar Nelson, Leon Edwards? Leon so, Edwards' first fight since his win over Donald Cerrone. That's right. Uh, which I think Almost was, all was a little three, while ago. Three of in the main event and co-main event, three of these four guys have beaten Donald Cerrone in the last two years. Very good, very good point. And considering Donald Cerrone is looking pretty good at this point, uh, with, with a big reason. Yeah, well, they're all they're all they're all welterweights. True, and Donald Cerrone is a true lightweight. Um, Darren Till, uh, I'm sorry, Leon Edwards versus Gunnar Nelson. I've actually gone back and forth on this bout. Mm-hmm. Um, Till uh, Leon Edwards is a very re- well-rounded fighter. Yeah, he he's a solid southpaw. He's got a quick left hand. He does really well inside and outside of the clinch. In other words, on his way out of the clinch, he always manages to land an elbow, land a big blow. That was part of his game plan against Cerrone, if I remember correctly. He he does get taken down, though. And the interesting thing about this man is that he's actually won the great majority of uh, of the bouts that he's had in the UFC. I think he's only got that Kamaru Usman loss, which was... Uh, his third, I'm, I'm sorry, he's also got the Claudio Silva split decision loss. 
um, in his UFC debut. But Kumar Usman, if I remember correctly, he made it tough on Usman, uh, more tough than, than a lot of other guys did. Um, didn't look bad in the clinch against Usman, wasn't overpowered per se. But at this moment, as of about 3 p.m. this afternoon, I've decided that Gunnar Nelson being the specialist that he is, I like the takedowns that he was able to get uh, against his prior opponent, Alex Oliveira. And, and by the way, that's another cowboy. So yes. all four of them have wins over <laughs> cowboy. Um, well played. And, uh, and, so, and so I'm giving the edge to Gunnar, who's the specialist. I, I, think he, I think he just needs one takedown. And he has a pretty decent chance of landing a submission. Uh, I do think Leon Edwards absolutely has what it takes to win this bout. It really might actually depend more on what version of Gunnar Nelson shows up because he sometimes shows up kind of deflated, uh, kind of a shadow of what he could be in his fights against Damian Maia, Rick Story, Santiago Ponzinibbio. He just clearly did not show up as the same guy. Um, I'm giving uh, I'm giving Nelson the edge here to get a submission to 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 maybe fight through a rough moment or two, but Leon Edwards is not yep. a finisher, so not too much danger for him. We're in it's, it's the second fight in a row where we're exactly aligned in our point of view. Um, listen, Ponzinibbio can hurt you badly with one shot. Like I, I'm just I'm in agreement with everything said. I don't really think that there's probably an an English striker that Gunnar Nelson can't get to the ground in the entirety of the country. Right. And if you look at you know Nelson's losses like Rick Story, Damian Maya, and then getting drilled um, by Santiago, it's I just don't I don't see Leon keeping this um, staying safe on his feet for 15 minutes. And like you said, all it's going to take is um, is Gunner getting on top of him once, um, or getting his back once. Uh, so I think uh, I think we're going to see a Nelson sub probably in the second or third round, um, or he'll have enough uh, control of the fight to get to get to the decision. decision. Yeah, he proved. I mean, he proved against Cowboy, and he's, he's proven before he can take a pretty solid crack. Like Cowboy broke his nose, didn't he? He had I him in bad. I think you might be he right. Had him in He's very hittable. I think, he, he I think his uh, strike defense is something like fifty percent. Like Gunnar Nelson is a very hittable guy. Yeah, I, but I, I think, uh, I think, he, I think he'll find a way. I think, I think, yeah, I think against most guys, guys they'll find a way, and I think, uh, you know, I think he'll, I think he'll, uh, he'll beat Edwards, and he's the underdog. Uh, Nelson is the underdog. Is he really? Yeah, I mean, home, you know, it's an that. English fighter, an England kick, uh, kickboxer whose last fight was a win against Donald Cerrone, like. Um, but yeah, I think I think Nelson gets it done. I will say one thing: looking at the odds now, uh, it looks like Nelson and Edwards are, are pretty close, uh, with Nelson being a slight favorite at plus, uh, slight underdog at plus one fifteen. Um, George Masvidal at plus one ninety is a pretty good bet. Uh, I, I would probably put twenty bucks down or forty bucks down that I didn't mind not seeing again. Yeah. Um, I do favor Till, but I think at that price, Masvidal plus two hundred, given his well, skill yeah. advantage, yeah. Um, I, I think I think is a pretty good, pretty good looking uh, pick. And also, Masvidal just saw Till get outworked on the ground. Right. All he has to do is decide to actually make is, an effort. Yeah, is he as strong as as Woodley though? But we'll we'll see. Uh, I actually think Masvidal's wrestling is excellent, um, mm-hmm. based uh, mostly because of his training with Yoel Romero. It, it sounds like they're mm-hmm. really good friends, and you have that 185-pound monster wrestling you all the time. Um, I, I figure everybody else feels pretty human, pretty normal. Um, good point. So next up, we've got Vulcan Ozdemir uh, going up against Dominic Reyes. In Vulcan, we have a guy that looked like a prospect uh, after his first couple of UFC bouts when he, he ran up against. He fought the champion. Yeah, he, he, got he, he worked through St. Prue, Sirkinov, Manoa, uh, 
and and finishing the latter of the two and before losing pretty decisively to Daniel Cormier. As does almost everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then we have Anthony Smith who was able to work through a, a couple of semi tough a couple of tough moments to to finish. Yeah, Ozdemir won that first round, if I recall. Um, yeah, and him being the bigger man and a true light heavyweight and a former title challenger, you would expect him to win that bout. He was a decent yeah. favorite, but he disappointed. He didn't show hard. Lot, he didn't show very good conditioning. A lot of guys lose coming off of their title, uh, coming off of their title shot loss. Um, but I expect he's going to lose his third bout in a row because um, Dominic Reyes is a young, hungry, mean prospect, and I think he'll be able to outlast um, anything that Osmanier throws in the first round, and uh, really pick him apart. Probably get the TKO in the second or third. Um, it's a bummer. Osmanier's had a had a. It's a. It's a very thin division, and he's, uh, you know, he's had a tough draw <laughs> as of late. To be fair, he got a title shot off of three wins that should not yeah. earn him a title shot. True. He is very much like a Houston Alexander to me, even for light heavyweight, right, where he came in and looked really good early and, and was was shot up the ranks. Yeah. And then we realized, oh, he wasn't really that great to begin with. Um, we've got, yeah, I, I, I've give, I favored I Dominic Reyes here in a big way. I think he's closer to a, to a uh, Brandon Vera or a Keith Jardine. I think he's a... I think he's a mid-level. I mean, I think he's good. I, don't, I mean, Alexander was like had glaring weaknesses, where he basically turned into a, you know, if you got him on his back, there was nothing he could do. Like Osmond, Os, is better than that. I, I think he's, um, but That's he's, a good point. but he's not. You know, he's not one of the elite light heavyweights we've That's seen a, in the that, last. That 10 is years. that is a fair point. But I guess uh, part of what I was saying with that is that he, like, he got a couple of those quick wins. Yes. By landing big strikes. Yep. Because and and again, the better guy doesn't always win, especially when it's an early knockout. And they're big, and they're big dudes. Right. Um, and and he and he hit those guys, and, and they fell over. Uh, that wasn't going to be the case with some of the more elite competition. And mm -hmm. and again, I, I don't truly consider uh, his last opponent, Anthony Smith, to actually be elite. I know he just came off a title shot, but that's another title no, shot. No, it's, that it's, probably a, it's have a thin, happened. thin division. It is. John Jones is. I still don't think it's as bad as middleweight was during Anderson's run, but John Jones clean cleaned it out over the last ten years. I mean, despite him not being around for so long, yeah. But but you're right. It's I don't know that he's cleaned it out. Well, he cleaned it out, and then there was the vacuum. Well, I think what happened was when with Jones around, guys guys are cutting them one eighty five or eating, so they go to become heavyweights. I just think they're like they don't see. Yeah, you know, Dominic Reyes is a legitimate prospect. He's patient. He's well conditioned. He did he did tire a little bit uh, in the third round of his last bout against Ovin St. Prue, but there was not a moment in that bout that he wasn't winning. And he, yeah. uh, and, and, and and I think he basically knocked him out of the last couple seconds and, of the bout. And St. Prue was a big. I mean, is a big, scary dude who's yeah. pretty athletic. St. Prue looked way better against John Jones than he did against Dominic Reyes. To Reyes' credit, mm -hmm. I think Reyes is a legitimate prospect. Uh, uh, I think he's more uh, more proven even than. Johnny Walker. Uh, I'm, I agree. Exci I'm excited about I both agree. of those guys, but I expect Johnny Walker will show his weakness sooner or later. He whereas Dominic Reyes yeah. looked really good. Johnny Walker hasn't fought anyone close to OSP's with OSP's experience and wins. Uh, yeah, he he did. Johnny Walker did just knock out uh, uh, Serkinov, who who's a pretty uh, pretty yeah, good fighter. He, he is, but he doesn't have OSP's resume. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so uh, I favor Dominic Reyes big here. Yep. I, I expect that he's going to get a, a, a title shot e either after this bout if mm -hmm. Jones feels like he wants to get him early before he gets really good 
or uh, or one more bout in between. In between, he trains the team elevation. Yeah. Uh, this is a 205 pounder that went from his local gym, and I and I saw an interview where he was talking about not really having any guys his own size or with his own dedication to train with. So he made the move to team elevation. He trains at 5,000 feet. He sleeps at 6,000 feet above sea level. Wow. Um, and so this guy's doing a lot of things right. Uh, his conditioning should be through the roof for a 205 pounder. I expect for him to handle Vulcan unless Vulcan somehow dings him with a just like a behind the ear, excuse me, uh, weird mm-hmm. shot. Um, so we're three. We're we're all in agreement so far. I wonder where we're gonna. Is this, could this be the fight where we divide? Um, um, Nathaniel Wood Wood versus uh, Jose Alberto Quinones. So Quinones has actually shown some improvement uh, over his last couple of bouts, at least. Yeah. Um, he has a win over Turo Ishihara, a decision win Diego Rivas, Joey Gomez. I mean, he's on a bit of a streak in the UFC. Um, but he's got Nathaniel Wood ahead of him, who I think is a real prospect. Um, I think I think he's very legit, and I think he's somebody to watch out for in this uh, in this division, uh, in the 135 pound division. I expect Nathaniel Wood to do just about whatever he wants, uh, but I feel bad because Quinones is better than he will look in this bout. I'm gonna go with Quinones. Uh, Tell me more. I mean, I'm, this is just one of those hunches. Uh, it really comes down to this. Like, Quinones looks up to and trains with Dominic Cruz. And Nathaniel Wood um, is coached by Brad Pickett. When I'm picking my fight philosophies, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with Alliance MMA and Dominic Cruz. Uh, you know, when it comes to strategy, seven I days agree. a week and twice on Sunday. When and it comes I, to talent, I think we're dealing with two different levels here. But go on. Yeah. I, I, so I just I think he's I think he's gonna be well prepared, and um, and figure out a way to get this to a winnable decision. All right. So we've got our first uh, our first fight in which there's there's disparity, and much like last week. I'm excited about this one. I, I, I mean, Nathaniel like Wood is heavily favored. I'm is think, he, I'm thinking, that makes sense to I'm me. picking a wild underdog here. Yes, you are. Maybe at I'm, some point we should I reserve discuss my, whether... I'm, I reserve my right to change my mind. Totally. That's totally, that, that's totally fair. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I favor Wood as the prospect. You favor Quinones, uh, and, and you believe that the strategy will, will kind of make it up for him. That makes sense to me. You're making good points. Does Nathaniel Wood train in England, or does he train with American top team? Uh well, if he, I think he trains with Pickett, whose who's, uh, camp is in the UK. So Pickett has moved back to the UK. I know Pickett used I to think, be an American top team uh, regular. Yeah, I think he's okay. back in the UK. Good to know. Cool. Um, next up, we've got Danny Roberts going up against Claudio Silva, who I think fights once every several years. Uh, Claudio Silva actually, very impressively, has yeah. wins over Nordine Talib. He's got some big wins. And Leon Edwards. And I'm going to go with Silva based on... Uh, you know, his freshness and, and the quality of those wins. I think that's enough. This is a this is a real tough one for me because I think Silva's like very, very limited. And I think that Roberts is actually he's a he's a good fighter. Um I, I think he's fast, he's a he's a southpaw. He can get dinged. He doesn't really get submitted. Um I'm having a real tough time with this with this one. I'm gonna edge Silva for now. I don't even know who the favorite is. Um, the favorite. Yeah, Sil- Silva is a favorite. Uh, I guess. I guess I'll give Silva the edge. But this is one where I might just change my pick. Um, I'd love to. I don't know. Again, he's got some very impressive wins. I just. I don't like what I see 
when he's out there fighting. Yeah, I'm, I'm very unimpressed, and I don't know how dedicated he is to the sport. Um, I'm gonna, I, I might just change my pick, but I'll go with Silva for now. Uh, next up, Nick, we've got Jack Marshman going again yeah. up against John Phillips. And Marshman's not had a great couple of years, but I'm still gonna pick him over John Phillips just based on, uh, Mar- you know, the the level of competition Marshman's faced. Um, I'm gonna go with the Welshman. Yeah, this this doesn't strike me as a bout in which there will be a whole lot of takedowns. Um, I I think Marshman could actually win this fight if he goes for a takedown. I'm not sure that he will. So I'm giving the edge to uh, John Phillips to uh, to have the better chin and to hit harder. Um, okay. Again, Marshman can win the bout if he goes for those takedowns because John Phillips' takedown defense is not very good and his ground game sucks. Uh, I, I just don't know that, that he's athletic enough to pull it off. We've got Arnold Allen going up against Jordan Rinaldi uh, next up. Nick, uh, you and I actually spoke about this about just a little bit before yeah. we started recording the podcast. Um, I'm giving the edge to Arnold Allen. Um, I, I, despite his, despite his, his uh, despite him looking human in some of these bouts, uh, I think he's a prospect. Uh, I know he's got some holes. I, I think it's his wrestling defense that's concerning uh, to me more than anything else. Um, but I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Allen the edge anyway because I'm not sure that Rinaldi will be able to execute uh, takedowns regularly like he did against the Jason Knight, for instance. Um, the mm-hmm. style matchup certainly suggests that Rinaldi, like Rinaldi, I, I believe is the wrestler here. Style matchup certainly suggests that that. He can get something done here, but I'm I'm gonna favor Allen, who's more dangerous, I think, um, on the feet and maybe even on the ground from his back. Yeah, I'm, I agree with everything you said. I'm gonna I'm also I've also picked Allen. Um, the next side is wait, Nick. you just changed your pick from before the podcast. Yeah, I told you no, I, I before like I told you before the show. I, I think I you did. It. I like it. Um, so you've got uh, a Balkan fighter, the Romanian Nick Negumaram. Damn it, Nick <laughs> Negumeranu. Nick, uh, I think we missed Mark Diacosti versus Joe Duffy. Is that oh next? wait, we did skip that. Yeah, that's an interesting fight. Um, yeah, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Diacosti is uh, Diacosti, right? Yes, Diacosti, uh, Diacosti. He's uh, well, whatever, however you say it, he's over for his last three. Um, ever since that uh, Jakar uh, Jakar Kloss loss, the Kloss loss. Um, close, the car close. Why do I call him Jakar Kloss? Jakar close uh, loss. He's looked uh, not very great. Uh, tentative, um, and I don't know, man. He's one of those guys who came in with a lot of hype, threw a lot of spinning shit, and um, you just got the sense that he's um, the grappling and the wrestling just aren't close to where where they need to be uh, to compete at this level. Um, Joe Duffy is a, uh, I think, a more, I mean, not as flashy a striker, but... um, Still a good a good boxer with good um, you know with good grappling, just an all good solid all around MMA fighter, and uh, I think Duffy finds a way to to catch a choke here. I don't see him getting hit with any spinning shit. Yeah, I think Duffy is the more the more technical fighter just about anywhere. He should have the skill advantage in most places. I'm a little bit concerned that I haven't really seen Duffy come back from uh, adversity yet. Dustin Poirier actually had to come back and they're about. Uh, from a bad first round to win the second and third, and yeah. and James Vick caught him with that uppercut. I actually picked James Vick in that bout as a as a decent sized underdog. Um, 
because of the reach advantage and the underrated boxing. He hasn't looked great since, by the way. Um, I, I've noticed. Uh, yeah, I, I expect I expect that Diakasi, who's, whose confidence should be at a low point, he's a guy I think that relies on his confidence largely in order to get uh, to get going for a fight. Uh, he's a trash talker who, who likes to talk himself up, right? When you're on a three-fight losing streak, uh, one of those being uh, being a, f- a finish against a guy with seven losses, um, it's going to mess with your confidence a little bit. So I expect that uh, I expect that Diakasi, as much as he might be motivated by the fact that a loss here will lead him to be fighting in the local scene once again. Uh, I've, I've got Duffy here to be able to decision him. Uh, small chance that he might uh, he might finish him by a late choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I've got I've got Duffy here as well. I can um, see Dekasi ending up in one or Bellator after this fight and just getting matched up with strikers. I can see it. Yeah, and, and he'd be a fun guy to watch in that context. Um, he can't really take pressure, and I think Joe Duffy under Pharrell Zahabi will know to pressure. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really what, what will make the difference in this bout, I think. Hey, we're talking about a, a guy who, who broke through the crack jujitsu defenses of one Connor Mystic Mac McGregor. Uh, if I remember correctly, in like under thirty seconds, <laughs> was it that fast? It was. I mean, it was a long time ago. I'm, 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 pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if it was. A, it was a quick uh, finish. But uh, I'll be honest with you. I think even though he's he's on paper still now maybe a better fighter than Conor McGregor, I would give McGregor the edge in a main event against him because oh, Duffy yeah. Duffy's probably not used to that kind of spotlight, uh, the the kind of trash talk that he will receive in the mainstream media. I think McGregor is a much more powerful striker than he was back then too. He's a lot older. I think he's. Yeah, yeah, and, and his, his takedown defense is probably better. Yeah, um, he's certainly McGregor's certainly going to have a, a legitimate team behind him. You you would think leading up to about like that. So um, next up, Nick, we've got uh, Safarbeg Safarov versus Nick Nikagumurano. I yes. pronounce none of that correctly, and I'm okay with that. Nikagumurano. 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 Yeah, all right. Nikagumurano. Yeah, I think that's closer. <laughs> um, so yeah, Safarov. He's a Balkan. Like, Saf, yeah, he lost. To, he lost to someone he sh- that no one should lose to in his last fight, didn't he? Uh, he he actually lost both of his UFC bouts so far, but like he looked well uh, against uh, Tyson Pedro. Oh, he lost, yeah, right? he also got knocked out by uh, by Gian Gian Blanzi, but he got knocked out in a weird way. Like he had a serious knee injury, and like he still kept like beating oh. up Gian Vellante somehow despite that. And Vellante just like kept kicking the already injured and knee. he got camorred by Tyson Pedro. He's uh, very yeah. strong. But. Who, who, who is? And, and he's, he's pretty, pretty, pretty squirmy on the ground. He can, he can catch a submission. I, Pedro can. Yeah. This, this guy fighting Nick fighting out of the, out of Romania. Um, I think he's a real prospect who's shifting onto the scene. And, um, I'm, I'm going to go with him. He looks, he looks like a, he looks like a big, mean guy. He looks like someone squished Gian Vellante and Chris Weidman into one human. Look at him. The, uh, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. He, 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 he absolutely, you're right. He literally looks like both of those guys in one. Uh, he's, he's got. Uh, he looks like the best friends got Weidman's mashed together. So, so, yeah, I've, I've got him as well. I think uh, the level of competition is is pretty terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is pretty, um, he has fought pretty terrible guys. Yeah. He's, uh, here are some of the records of his opponents one and three. Oh, oh, no. 0-1, 7-5. That's one of the better ones. 12-41. 2-1. 2-15. 10-13 was his last opponent. 2-15 was his uh, was his opponent before that. So not a very high level of competition for Nick Negumiranu, uh, but he is doing what he should be doing with people like that, uh, finishing them in the first or so round. So uh, first or second round. 
So I'm, I'm going to give him the edge too, just because I think Safarbag, uh, from so far from what we've seen in his bout so far, like he, his knees don't work. Like they can't allow him to stand or walk in the <laughs> fight. And I feel like that's trouble. I feel like that's not best case. He was beating up Gian Vellante, like with no knees under him. Because Gian is so hittable, but but Gian just kept uh, throwing those leg kicks and, and finished them. Pedro submitted him in relatively quick fashion. I'm I'm giving the edge to, to Nick here, although I, I guess I'm kind of rooting for the guy with no legs to get a win in the octagon. <laughs> um, next we've got Ian Hanish. Great fight. Uh, versus against uh, Tom Breeze. A couple of prospects here. Yeah, I've liked I've liked what I've seen from Breeze. I thought he was uh, a little too hyped at first. Um, maybe he was, but I, th- I think he's going places, and I I, uh, I pick him here. I, I I've had some trouble with this one. I'm I'm gonna pick Breeze, although initially I picked uh, Heinisich. Um, I just think the way that Heinisich uh, kind of comes in for offense, he just like leads head first and and puts himself in serious danger of a counter. And Breeze has enough power and enough speed yeah. uh, in his in his cross, I think, to do some damage there. I think Heinisich is mentally stronger from what we've seen. I think Tom Breeze had to pull out of a fight, if I remember correctly, because of uh, uh, anxiety, like the day of, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So that's a little bit concerning. Uh, not to not to make light of it, of course, but just the fact that you know uh, Heinisich, I, I believe he's he's a guy that used to be in prison for like something like drug trafficking related. Don't quote me on that. And yes, I'm casting aspersions if I'm wrong. Um, but he, he, by the way, seems like a fine gentleman now, but he like served his time and like lived a hard life. Hmm. I don't think this will be as stressful for him as it will be for Breeze. Um, I'm going to give Breeze the edge because he's got Faraz Ahabi behind him, and I think strategy will play a, a factor in an otherwise pretty close bout. But I like what I saw in Heinisich's UFC debut against Cesar Ferreira. I'm going to pick Breeze because sometimes anxiety, it gets you. The fight is my least favorite part. I'm not going to be impressed with his performance. <laughs> Um, Dan Ige versus Danny Henry is uh, is up next, Nick. Uh, I got a I got Dan Henry, the underdog, in this one, but I can't remember why. I actually can't remember who I picked on this one either. It's it's funny. It shows you. Uh, how... Oh, he has a win over uh, over Daniel Tamer, one of the Tamer brothers. Um, I think I liked that more than anything that I saw on uh, his opponent's resume. I can absolutely see this going either way. I'll give a slight edge to Ige, I guess. Um, he's got a he's got a jujitsu gi on in that in that uh, topology profile page, and I don't know. He's got jujitsu skills. I actually do do think he's a pretty serious grappler. I think he he kind of stinks on the ground. For, uh, uh, not very good standing up, if I remember correctly. Um, Danny Henry is kind of the opposite. I'm gonna give the edge to the ground guy because I'm not sure where the wrestling is. Okay. Um, uh, who did you pick in that one? Uh, Dan Henry. Okay, so we've got great. Um, we've got Priscilla Cachiera versus Molly McCann. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Molly Meatball McCann here. That is her nickname. I didn't make that up. No, I um, I will too. And, and it's just because of her nickname. Um, well, I'm gonna pick her because I don't know that a fighter can come back from the beating that Priscilla Cachiera took from uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, I hear you there. It's, uh, that was almost two full rounds of just getting schooled by a much better just, fighter. I, it was, that, that was just, yeah, that was one of those beatdowns. It was about a year ago. And uh, I just, it's very hard to pick a fighter after you see that happen to them. 
Yeah, she was supposed to fight Lauren Murphy in her UFC debut back uh, at the end of 2012, um, December 1st. And then they kind of scheduled her against Shevchenko because Lauren Murphy had to pull out uh, this poor girl. Um, it's, it's hard to tell how good she is outside of that. Um, I know McCann is a little bit more proven, even though she got submitted by Jillian Robertson. I actually think Priscilla is a submission fighter. Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here. Meatball McCann should be able to uh, take this bout with having more experience. And I think she's overall more explosive, decent takedown defense, and mm -hmm. hits pretty hard, um, especially for that division. So the opener, you, um, you got Mike Grundy against Nad Naramani. Um, I've got Nad Naramani. Uh, I like I like the way that he looks. I like the fact that he's got a win over Patty the Batty Pimblet, who's a, a fan favorite out of uh, is Pimblet out of Ireland or out of England. I think he's out of Ireland. Patty, uh, I'm pretty sure he's Irish. Yeah, Patty Pimblet. Uh, Patty Pimblet, I'm pretty sure is Irish. He's an SBG guy, if I remember correctly. Next generation MMA. Liverpool. Oh, he's from Obviously Liverpool. Wrong, fights out of Liverpool. Yeah, he's an English an English guy. Um, and yeah, so I, I like I like Nad Naramani on the strength of his uh, on the strength of his victories. Um, I guess he's yeah he's a slight uh, slight favorite. Well, plus, minus one thirty five to plus one fifteen. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give the edge to Naramani as well, who's got um, who's got a few fights of UFC experience, uh, whereas Grande doesn't. I don't know. Grundy. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Grundy. I believe he's a. I believe he's a wrestler. Solomon Grundy, born um, on a Monday. But then it says here that he's from Manchester, uh, England. So maybe the wrestler thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. I'm giving. Uh, I'm giving the edge to Narmani, who uh, actually has a has a pretty respectable record. Uh, has been looking fairly good for a little while now, and uh, already has a couple of UFC wins. Nick, that does it for that card. Uh, anything else going on in uh, in the what? MMA news right now that that we should uh, cover, Nick? Um, let me think about it. Uh, we've got Connor, Connor got arrested, right? Uh, what, what what was this? Uh, it, it's what it, what I assume, by the way, is uh, from what I understand, a fan approached him, took a picture. Uh, Connor pulled him in for a handshake and grabbed yeah. his phone, threw it on the ground, and smashed it, uh, and 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 uh, and uh, stomped it. Um, it's. I mean, I'm thinking maybe he had a girl by his side that he wasn't supposed to have, Connor, That's and that picture figure. couldn't have gone out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what reason it would be for that, but he also, there was a short clip of, of Connor kind of smashing that phone uh, or stomping that phone, and he seemed to me like in that same, um, shall we call it, mood as he was in when they attacked the bus with his buddies. Uh, yeah. Khabib was inside the bus, which, like, I have all kinds of theories about drugs and that kind of thing. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but... Uh, Obviously, like it's a different existence, right, from where he once was. He's this is clearly affecting him. The shit that he's going through it affected uh, John Jones in his own ways, in worse ways, I would say. Um, it's affecting him. Uh, this 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 different life, this different existence, getting in fights with mobsters and bars and 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 all of that sort of thing. Um, this is just another episode, and and probably one of the smaller smaller. Yeah, moments. it's just kind of. This kind of bores me. So I don't know. Learn how to de learn how to defend a choke. Um, <laughs> um, so others. To, to be fa to be fair, yeah. he's he's got only two losses in the UFC, and they're to Khabib Nurmagomedov and and a bigger Nate Diaz. It's not the worst record in in, no, in, in the world. He has, he's, he's got a, he's a bad a, rep. Like my wife has only seen him fight maybe three times. Uh, he beat Eddie Alvarez and lost. Well, maybe four times. He beat Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, Alvarez, lost to Khabib, lost to Mayweather, and lost to Nate Diaz. And my wife considers Connor to, to be a bad fighter, right? Because she right. saw him lose 
three out of four times. Yeah, he had no business fighting Floyd. That was ridiculous. Um, Um, So, I don't know. What else is going on? Um, We've got got the the usual drama with Ben Askren. Ben Askren is doing everything possible to avoid fighting Robbie Lawler, and he's going to get away with it. And it's, it's, I give him credit because he's doing so well with it. Like, he's doing so well with uh, driving the media narrative to not have to get pounded on again. Um, but, yeah, like, looks like he's going to get away with this, excuse my language, bullshit victory. <laughs> the, uh, what's the, oh, Usman, it's funny because knowing that he's going to fight Colby Covington next, all of a sudden I'm a huge Usman fan. <laughs> um, um, UFC Fight Night 147 is next. Uh, what's, uh, what's that? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. UFC Fight Night 148 is next. It's oh, on ESPN that's Plus a as well. Stupid fight. Um, it's going to be Stephen Thompson versus Anthony Pettis. That makes no. That makes no sense to me. Maybe True, I'm... but nobody's going to try to take down Anthony Pettis. It should be fun to watch. Why not? Two strikers. What do we got to lose? Stephen Thomas, is a big dude. He uh, he's he's a decent sized dude. He's gonna be bigger than Anthony Pettis certainly. But what are we? He's not gonna to try. Watch? He's not gonna try and wrestle him. So no, exactly. This should be fun to watch, and I expect Pettis to to let some things go because he doesn't have to worry about the takedown. Yeah. Um, I, I can certainly see Stephen Thompson circling circling alongside the edge of the cage, and and Anthony Pettis running up there for some kind of a Pettis kick or something. What, is that, what are the other cards on the? What are the other fights on this card? This We've got Curtis Blades versus, oh. versus Justin Willis. Justin Willis has been looking pretty um, good in the UFC. Macy Barber. Macy um, Barber on the card. That's a, she's a serious prospect. She's a prospect. Um, I like JJ Aldrich, but Macy Barber is going to clearly be the favored fighter. It's actually a prospect versus prospect matchup. Uh, yeah, uh, Lewis Pena, who I think who I think has potential, although he looked pretty human in his last bout in a win, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's favorite. He should win this. Usher for Miga against uh, who's he for Miga versus uh, Davison Figueredo. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. He's he's got an easier version of his name. It just escapes me right now. Davidson Figueredo, I think. Um, they they call him something else by a nickname or something, but no, not a bad card. I'd say it, uh, from the looks of it, it has a couple of bouts that are certainly worth paying attention. Where's to. it from? Is it somewhere in the Midwest is, or something? Tonight's is much better. Um, this one is from Bridgestone, Bridgestone Arena, which is in Nashville. Okay. I do have to say, uh, this card this weekend, this Saturday, March sixteenth, uh, it's actually from London, England, so it's at a particular time. It's starting oh. at uh, uh, the prelims are starting at 10 a.m. Eastern on oh, ESPN man. Plus. That's not good. And the main card is going to start at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. Now the good news is that it's ESPN Plus, and you can always just rewatch it. Let's see. I do. I like that much more than my the way I was getting uh, Fox yeah. Sports. Also, one. the pacing on ESPN Plus, Nick, I think is uh, fantastic. Yeah, we've talked about it before. It's it's fan, it is. I have no better word than fantastic. I'm a little fried for my business trip. So sorry if it wasn't my loquacious, humorous self. Nick, on this you, episode. Nick, you usually make me laugh at least three times per episode. This time, I, this time you, you're stuck at two, and you know what? It's oh. not too late. We've got 18 seconds, Nick. I think I'll, I think I'll just take you down and tap you instead. Right. <laughs> you did see, it. See you, you did later. It. I did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I wasn't even trying. Good night, guys. Right, Thanks for bye listening. Bye.